Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovee and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. So, after the punt return that they allowed for the game-winning touchdown in overtime against the Jets, the Bills actually had a pretty good day on special teams. Damian Harris had a nice return. Tyler Bass made all of the kicks that he had today just to make sure that they kept, you know, kind of like a a fairly good special teams day. I was a little bit curious as to why early in the game, the bills were allowing the Raiders to return kicks. They kicked a couple short and allowed the Raiders. I mean, they got it to like the 31 yard line or something. So it's not like it was a massive difference, but don't play with fire. Just kick it out of the back of the end zone. Tyler Bass is good enough to do that, especially against a team that has a decent returner. So yeah, I would say that it was, a good day for the special. It, it did not hurt them, which it did last week. No, I agree with you. And the Damian Harris kickoff return was a very big moment of the game. The Raiders had just gotten the field goal to make it 14 to 10. And then Damian Harris has that long kickoff return. Bills wind up getting points on that drive. Touchdown kind of slammed the door after that. That was a very big moment in this game. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you want to answer a couple questions from Let's social go. What media? Do you got for me? What do we, is it Twitter or is it X? It's both, right? I, we, I don't I, I don't even know the proper Twitter, terminology. They call tweets, they call them posts. I don't care. I'm going to call it Twitter because I like it like that. Yeah. Uh, but we did ask uh, at Matt underscore Bove and at Sal Sports to give us and shoot us your questions, and we have some here. What do you got? This is a good one, and it's interesting. Are we worried about the speed of our secondary at all? People saying they look noticeably slower. I only ask because everything else is pretty great today. I think it's a fair question to ask. What is your just general take on the secondary as a whole? Um, I'm I'm a little concerned when they go against these really fast teams like the Miami Dolphins are going to have a really fast team. There's a couple other teams that, you know, the Chiefs aren't as fast without Tyreek. I mean, now we'll see, but, you know, they can put some speed on you uh, out, out on the field. So I can, you can get a little bit concerned at times, but I think generally they're so fundamentally sound and you still got to beat the guy and they keep everything in front of you, but, yeah, I mean, look, you have a 33 and a 32-year-old safety back there, right? So they're not going to be the fastest dudes in the world. I think Christian Benford showed his speed when he came and um, got to Brees Hall last week. Tredavious White's not a burner, but they're so fundamentally sound. It makes up for speed. It can't hurt them, and at some point this year, it's going to hurt them. We're going to say, okay, there it is. But I'm not so concerned about it right now on a week-to-week basis. Maybe opponent-wise, I would be. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think the way that this defense is designed, it's you can kind of you don't eliminate that by by any stretch. But if you get after the quarterback with the defensive line, which show is looking like a pretty strong suit of your defense, then 
you should hopefully be able to keep everything in front of you. And if the quarterback doesn't have time to hit you over the top, then, you know, crisis averted, basically. I, I do agree with it to an extent. I think there have been times when both Poyer and Hyde have looked a little, I guess, slow. I, I don't even I don't even know if I want to say that, right? It, it's I don't know if they look a little slower, but I guess we'll find out, I right? I, have, there was, I haven't seen them chasing anybody either, necessarily. I mean, no, I mean, mean in the run game, Poyer got, gets by them, Poyer you know, got caught yeah. a little flat-footed yeah. against on the big run from Brees Hall, but besides that, I, I don't I haven't really, seen anybody really getting behind them. I mean, actually, the one play that got behind the Bills today was on Christian Benford, and that actually wound up being a weird. They called it wrong twice, I guess. They had, first they had the catch, they had a penalty. It was a kind of weird. They like he, it was the only one that really got behind them today. Yeah, I agree. All right, this one is from Aiden. Is the short offense with run after the catch the key to the Bills' success? I don't know if it's the key to the Bills' success, but I think it's something that you should be able to do, especially against teams that have game changers on the defensive line or teams that have really, really good just entire units on the defensive line, just because you don't want to make sure that those guys can take over a game. And I think that this is something they've tried to implement for a while. They've tried to take something off of Josh's plate and get him more yards after the catch. And I think today we saw some of that. I think this is going to be continuously something that they try and implement, but it can't be the identity of their entire offense because Josh Allen is so good off script and he is so good throwing the deep ball that you don't want to eliminate those things. I think this is your way of you know being smart and kind of trying to rein everybody in. But you still have to give your time, give your opportunities to go for the big play. Yeah, and look, I mean, um, I think what's going to happen here is if they keep having that success doing it, it's going to really cause teams to have to play them a little bit differently or think about them a little bit differently and know that hey, we got to come up and make tackles. Once that happens, maybe that opens up a little bit more of the you know further down the field strikes and things like that. So it's all hand in hand, of course. You know when it comes to the offense in that regard. All right, this one's from the Bills Backers of Northwest Arkansas. Thanks for following, guys. Question as to why Spencer Brown looked legit today versus last week and last season. It's only one game, but is it sustainable? Was it game planning to give him help? You know, I didn't see him getting a ton of help. He did get a little bit of help. Um, They they even put Deion Dawkins on that side on some heavy sets, which was interesting, a short yardage. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox, they were there. They had Latavius Murray get a bunch of reps. I'm sure he was chipping things like that, but he was one-on-one quite a bit with Max Crosby. He did look good. What, what was the difference? I don't know. He says Kingsley Jonathan was a big difference, right? I mean, giving him a good look. I, I think Spencer Brown's a better player than Bills fans give him credit for. Um, he had a, a, an up-and-down season last week. He had a, a rough at best, I guess, um, an even or rough first game. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is, you know, I think this is a guy that takes pride in his craft. And he did a great job all week preparing. Yeah, he did a great job all week preparing. I still think that that is a question for the Bills moving sure. forward. But listen, this listen, is next week. Next week, Chase Young, right? Chase Young. Chase Young. Uh-huh. You got Deron Payne. They have a. This is a legit, legit D line. The Bills are playing next week. Yeah, and that takes and that takes us to the next question. It's just from D Rob. Is Washington a threat? I'd say yeah. Washington's no slouch. Washington is better than the Raiders are, and that game is on the road. I think if you play the way you did. On Sunday against the Raiders, you will beat Washington, but you can't sleep on them. I mean, what did they put up? 35 points against Denver? I know Denver is not like a world beater, but they put up 35 points. Sam Howell had 299 yards, two touchdowns. He had a 108 quarterback rating, only had 
nine or 10 incomplete passes or something like they're no slouch. They spread the ball out a ton. They've got some weapons. I really like Jahan Dotson. I think he's going to be a big time player in the league. Terry McLaurin obviously is somebody who a lot of people know about. So yeah, I mean, they're don't, you can't after watching them lose to Zach Wilson, you can't sleep on any opponents. I think if the bills play their game, they can absolutely go into Washington and come back with a win, but I wouldn't overlook anybody. Did you see how that game ended today? Which oh so Washington, I Denver. I heard it on the radio driving home, but okay. I didn't see the play. Well, what happened was Washington had um, a two touchdown lead. Denver scores a touchdown. They wind up stopping them, getting the ball back. Wilson does a great job. They get uh, to you know get to about midfield. I shouldn't say does a great job. They throw a couple passes. They get to midfield. There's a little controversy even if they got to midfield. They throw a hail mary. And it bounces, and it goes into the hands of the Denver Broncos receiver. I can't remember who caught it. It's a Hail Mary. They're down eight, by the way, at the time. They catch it. Now they're down two. So Hail Mary makes it a two-point game. They run a two-point conversion. Clear pass interference, not called. Incomplete game over. Ooh, that's tough. So they're 0-2 now, right? The Broncos? are 0-2, and the Washington Commanders are 2-0. What do you think the line is? We can probably look it up. Bills, Commanders. Okay, I'm going to say Bills by six and a half. What are you going to say? I was going to say five and a half, given that it's on the road. They're two and oh. I mean, I think what, what I think the Bills Raiders ended this week at about seven, seven and a half. I think the line got bet down a little bit. It started at like nine and then got bet down to seven, seven and a half. Wow. Uh, Okay. Oh, wait, that's Bills Raiders. I'm sorry. Let me look ahead to. Week number what? Where? By the way, what do we do? Oh my gosh, it's so crazy how quick it goes. You wait all year, and then it goes pretty quickly, right? We're already in week number three in the National Football League uh, next yeah. week, which, by the way, starts off with Giants 49ers on Thursday night. When the, the Bills go to the Washington Commanders on Sunday, the Buffalo Bills will be a looks like a six and a half point favorite. Uh, five in one spot, six and a half. It's off the board in a couple other spots. We'll see why, but you know, um, yeah, it looks like it's a touchdown plus favorite. You're going on the road. Yep. But if you can't beat Sam Howell on the road, right? Like if we're sitting here next week at this same time talking about a loss and your two losses to start the year have been to Zach Wilson and Sam Howell, that is a problem across the board. So for as good as the offense looked today, the commanders have a strong defense. Once again, though, you got to go in there, you got to attack, you got to be smart, and you should be able to put up, I don't know, 28, uh, whatever the bar is. Like go and put up your points and give your defense a chance to go make some plays. But but I don't don't overlook anybody. I have a question for you if you're done. Um yeah, I think we're done. Okay. But let's one one thing I do want to talk about though. Yeah. How was right. your tra- how was your traffic and commute to the stadium today? Cuz mine uh, it was awful. Look- I mean, my, I I will say I was okay. I went mm-hmm. there early, I think earlier than you. My wife who happened to be right around the same time as you, horrible. She was in yeah. traffic for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that look, that's got to get sorted. Look, but the home opener is always a tough home opener is always worse. Really, yeah, it's always always tough. worse. My commute for a practice is about 35 minutes for a normal game. I would say it's closer to like an hour, maybe a little less than an hour. Today, it was close to two hours. Oh, wow. And I just sat in standstill traffic and I was stuck at a light where nobody, everybody was trying to make the turn. So nobody was going through the light. And I just sat there. I legitimately sat at the same light probably for 30 minutes without moving. And then once I finally got over to Big Tree, then it was 
just stop and go for the entire length of big tree. So yeah, it, it wasn't great, but I think that a lot of that has to do with the home opener and then a little of it has to do with the construction and whatnot. All right. Let me uh, ask you a question. Sure. Who, if anyone mm-hmm. can I give an arrow down to in my column at WGR550.com. I'll give arrow down to like third down situations, a couple of third and longs. I got beat the first drive, but specifically, does anybody on the Bills specifically, and it's okay to say no, does anybody specifically warrant an arrow down from Sunday? Hmm. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm thinking, okay, this is a stretch. Okay. Trent Shurfield was awesome this summer and still does not have a catch. I don't know if he didn't do anything wrong on Sunday to warrant an arrow down. Well, we don't know that. Maybe when he was on the field, he wasn't getting open, right? I don't, I'm, we're stretching here. I, 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 did anybody play poorly? Did anybody play poorly? I'm asking. I don't, I don't think so. From what you watched, I can't think of anybody who did. I can't either. So I'm going to say, I don't think I'm going to have any arrow down for any specific players. See what happens is I don't have, I have all these arrows up when they win. I don't have any arrow down. And people say, Oh, come on. You know, know, Homer can't have an arrow down. Like who played poorly though? I gotta, I gotta put a guy in there. I I don't want to, I don't want to, this could turn out terribly for me, but it looks like the dolphins might just boat race the Patriots. So I'm watching the game. Yeah. It's a, they they are they they are way faster. Patriots are not a fast team whatsoever. They're going to have no. to really keep everything in front of them in this. That's that's, that's kind of your thing of like oh is the Bills yeah. secondary a concern yes. against this team? It might be because these guys are so their playmakers are so fast. It's see, yeah. it's wild, and I don't think the Patriots. You know who, who knows? Maybe you're listening to this podcast on Monday morning. The Patriots win, and I look like an idiot. But I I think the Patriots are just kind of one of those meh teams. If you're the Bills, I, if you're the Bills, you would want the Patriots to win this game, right? For sure. Oh, yeah. and, and everybody would be one and one in the division. Otherwise, you get the Dolphins at two and zero, oh, and the Dolphins would be coming to Buffalo in a couple of weeks. They get the Broncos next week. I think they'd be coming to Buffalo at three and zero. Oh. I mean, you know that could be dangerous with you know maybe sure. some separation in the, in the division. In the meantime, if the Patriots win, it's one and one. So you know, then everybody, if the Patriots win this game, and again, by the time people listen to this, we'll already know. Everybody in the AFC East will be one and one. Also, Bengals and Chargers, yeah. both 0 and 2. That's a surprise. Well, the Bengals played the Ravens. I, like, I think the Ravens are pretty good. But for them to be 0 and 2 to start the season was not what I was anticipating. Not at all. Not at all. And from the looks of it, Joe Burrow's struggling to do Joe Burrow things, probably because of the calf injury. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs the Chiefs had a, a very good def- a defensive game against the Jaguars. By the way, Jaguars offense not playing uh, kind of on par with what a lot of people thought they would. So that's a lot to dive into on you know what's going on around the league, and we're going to do that uh, the next time we talk. All right, Matt. So great, uh, great day at the stadium for everybody. The home mm-hmm. opener, it's always a thrill, and I think this was the best-case scenario for everyone. Do the home opener, great weather, and a big Bills blowout for everybody to feel good again. 
Absolutely. I think that this was a way for people to, I don't want to say relax, but I think it makes the week that much. Well, it always does when the Bills win. It's always that much more enjoyable for Bills fans. But I think now, you know, you go to Washington, you probably feel much more confident that you did this past six days after the Jets game. And then, yeah, you just try and see where it goes from here. It's just the AFC for as good as some of the teams are, it looks like it could be just wide open. You know what I mean? There's just so yeah. many weird things that are happening. I'm looking at the ba- – I looked up after I said the Bengals are 0-2, right? The Bengals are hosting the Rams on Monday Night Football. And I would have said two weeks ago, the Bengals would win by 20. Now, I don't know Never if done. that's the ca- – I don't know if that's the – the Rams gave the 49ers a good game today, right? Wasn't it? They that's did. the one thing one about our game. Yeah, it was a one-score game. Oh, yeah, that was the game that they kicked yes, the field goal with four, four seconds, seconds left. So people are a little upset about that because of the uh, betting lines and, and and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, they, look, I, I say it every year. The first four weeks really are. You can't really tell who's who. You got to wait four weeks or so. Things happen. Look what happened yeah. last week in some of these games, and now what's happened this week. So here we go. Let's Two weeks in, things are starting to straighten out a little bit. Let's see what happens over the next couple. That's because bad teams don't know they're bad yet, and some good teams don't know they're good yet, and that's the reality of it. I mean, hey, Atlanta Falcons are 2-0 right now, right? You never know what's going to happen in the NFL. All right, for our producer, Mike Rabier, I'm Sal Capaccio. He's Matt Bove. If you are watching us, you can listen, of course, on the podcast all the time. We want you to subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Odyssey app, WGR Sports Radio 550. Thank you so much. It's always game day in Buffalo. And if you are listening, we want you to watch us, Sal Sports YouTube channel, Sal Sports on YouTube. All right, Matt. So we will uh, chat in, chat with everybody again a little bit later in the week and look forward to week number three at the Washington Commanders. Let's do it.